stuck in our homes But you're not alone Our seven feet and knees We'll shoot the breeze COVID-19 has you down Down So stay with us and hang around Until it all works out Peggy. And I'm Dave. Happy Tuesday. Well, thank you, Peggy. Can, I, can we start where we left off last night? Because I feel like we did our listeners quite a disservice, or I did our listeners quite a disservice with a very roundabout and not particularly coherent analysis of the uh, Affordable Care Act issue that we, we teed up sort of halfway or three quarters of the way through the podcast. Sure. Knock Thanks. yourself out. The floor I appreciate it. Well, so the 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 basic facts we I communicated were correct. So the good news is I don't think I misled anyone. Um, okay. But because I was um, sort of as we were talking, I was getting the data um, that was most important. I spent the first about four and a half minutes or three minutes of that discussion really talking about I don't understand the strategy. I don't understand why. The White House is choosing to do this at this time. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and it will have these potential ramifications. Um, and the fact of the matter is, they were doing that because there was a court filing date. And so if they wanted to file paperwork, that's when they needed to do it by. It so happens that that places them in the middle of the worst pandemic in modern American history. And um, it still creates, I think, all of the strategic issues for them that we talked about yesterday when I said, I, I think this is something the Democrats are going to lean into heavily. This is something that is going to be a huge election issue. But it was not, I spent a lot of time saying, I don't understand the strategy. I don't understand the thinking behind it. And the reality was, it is part of a court process. And that's why they did it. The only thing they could have chosen to do differently would have been not to file a brief at all. Um, and I don't know, frankly, whether um, filing the brief will end up helping them a whole lot um, because the court gets lots of briefs on these issues and the states who brought the lawsuit to the Supreme Court have fully briefed this issue and, and everyone on the outside who can file uh, a brief you know, as an interested party has, has done so. So I doubt that the White House's um, arguments advanced anything new from a constitutional perspective um, or any other perspective. It's probably mostly repeating uh, stuff that's already been said. But bottom line is the White House did this as part of a uh, court filing that they felt was important to file. Um, and their deadline to file it was at the time they filed it. That's why this became big news. So that's why it happened. Um, I think, though, all of the issues we actually discussed in terms of impact and optics were, are still correct and still fair questions to raise. And the electorate will ultimately decide whether how material this is and whether or not it influences the election. Um, but it, it just strikes me that in the middle of a pandemic, um, having a lot of publicity about trying to um, push people out of um, exchanges potentially and, and knock, knock the system kind of sideways is gonna be really controversial. Um, and we, we'll see how it all plays out, I guess. 
thank right. you. Thank you for so it 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 makes a little bit more sense now why it was done. It was done more of a procedural move. Yeah, I mean, if they the the, the White House had two options, they could have not filed a brief at all, or they could file the brief and their deadline had come, so they had to file it if they were going to file it. So okay, that's why that's why it happens. The only strategic question to ask is, did they need to file it? And clearly, clearly, um, the White House must have thought that signaling to its base that it was still standing strong on its position that it thinks the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional was important. Okay. Well, it, I think that this and a lot of issues will be answered in November, like you said. So, because this won't even be at the Supreme Court before then, correct? Correct. Not until next fall. Yeah. Okay. So we got we got a while. Yeah. But it, it with that being said, the, the, there will be no decision on it before next fall, but it will uh, it, it could have a, an impact on the election because it's it sends a very strong signal about it reaffirms the White House's commitment um, to this issue at a time where it's very likely to be a hot button issue. Right. For a lot okay. of the electorate. Thank you. Thank sure. you for breaking it down. I appreciate hopefully that. It was, hopefully it's clearer now than it was last night. I don't know if it is. One of the things that I've learned, Peggy, over the years, and you and I once did press training together years and we years did. ago. Yes. And it's actually what gave rise to our podcast was sitting in a room in Washington, D.C. and saying, oh, we have a lot of the same experiences. Um, but um, I'm pathologically incapable of speaking in sound bites, which means the podcast format is great. Um, but the boiling issues down to a really sexy 15 second um, <laughs> summary, not so good at. Well, you're a lawyer. I don't think you're supposed to be. I'm a recovering lawyer, Peggy, a recovering <laughs> lawyer. There you go. So interestingly, uh, along the terms of the Affordable Care Act, I read a newspaper article today that said how laws are going to change tomorrow, being July 1st in the state of Virginia. And one of the things that Virginia is doing is it's starting its own exchanges. So I think a lot of are a lot of states starting to do that now. I've not actually seen a lot of press around it, um, so I can't tell you honestly. I don't know the answer okay. to that. Um, exchanges are available in every state, regardless of whether the state chooses to administer it or whether the, they let the federal government do right. it. Um, but in states where the state has stepped into uh, the exchange world, uh, sign-up rates have been considerably higher for obvious reasons. There's just more feet on the ground to, to focus on it. Um, and I know, Peggy, just as in a, a really good illustration of, um, you know, this not necessarily being a red state, blue state issue, Kentucky, clearly a red state. When the Affordable Care Act was passed and the exchanges as a concept started to get close to being rolled out, um, Kentucky actually invested huge money in creating their own exchange and doing a ton of education and outreach because uh, it, it tends to, it's a state with high unemployment, lower socioeconomic status of a lot of people. And they felt that this would end up saving the state money and protecting its people better. Um, than the alternative. And it was a highly successful program. And I think uh, the, the, the conclusions were economically, it was a really good thing for the state, um, in particular, because 
once people had insurance, um, it radically decreased the financial pressure on hospitals, which had to that date been seeing all of these uninsured patients who they have to see, they can't turn them away. Um, But that every one of those interactions is at a loss for a health system. And um, when hospitals are in under enormous financial pressure, there are significant economic ripple effects. So, um, you know, it's not, the the exchanges shouldn't really be a partisan issue, uh, but in some states they remain so. Interesting. So I I just didn't even know that it was on the docket for Virginia to switch over. So yeah, that's that interesting. interesting. Yeah, a whole bunch of the laws are going to change starting tomorrow. Hmm. So good times, good times in Virginia. Always. So so I'm back in Virginia now. Left my mom's this morning. Congratulations. So, yeah, it was a nice visit. So it was really nice because I haven't seen her in forever. And uh, came home, and Timmy just hopped in this little pool and swam, swam, swam. And uh, oh, we I I grilled it, but I refused to eat it. The uh, buffalo. Oh, you did. Yes. The buffalo steak. Yes. The bison so, steak. Yeah. Yes, made, made it for the boys, for Robbie and Scott. They ate it. I'm not sure that they were delighted with it, but they ate it. So. Did they not like the taste because it dripped of your contempt or because it actually tasted different? Um, it, it tasted <laughs> different. The color was a little bit different. Oh. And they said that the texture was different. They said it was really um, tender, but the, the texture was just a little off hmm. when you're used to steak. It was, have you had it before? Never. Yeah. See, I said, I'm not on the Oregon Trail. I don't need to eat it. So I had a steak, but they they ate it. I don't think that they would get it again, but they ate okay. it. Yeah. Well, good. They've learned something. And it's out of my freezer now, so that's a good thing. You have space. I do. I do. So how was your day? Um, my day was fine. I woke up um, and I did fall asleep very early last night after you know being waking up at 4 a.m. yesterday and not being able to go to sleep. I think I was out before 10 p.m. And wow. um, I woke up around six and um, I really didn't want to get up and exercise. I like, and this has not happened to me a lot recently, but I was like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. And I forced myself to go upstairs throughout. I, I, Kara's been a little bit under the weather, so I've not wanted, we've been separating so that if God forbid, she's actually got a COVID test um, pending. Um, so I was downstairs last night to avoid um, infection if there is infection. And so I I went upstairs, got dressed, threw my leg on. I went for a walk. And um, the more interesting part of this is probably not my walk, though there was one interesting aspect of the walk. But as I will share with you, I go outside and um, Monday is our garbage day here. So yesterday I'd put out our garbage and we have raccoons all around the neighborhood. And I've got a container in which the garbage goes that is designed to keep the raccoons out. Well, okay. the raccoons have managed a few times over the last week to nevertheless get into this container where the garbage cans are. So I threw, um, I, I threw actually a lock on the top of it. Um, and I put the, there's like a sort of a doorstop mechanism right at the bottom you push it down and it locks the door into place i also put a giant heavy rock like a square rock Mm -hmm. in front of the 
doorstop because I'm like, I think these expletive deleteds actually know how to operate this. <laughs> so when I went outside to walk this morning, the rock had been moved by the raccoons. They had lifted the bottom up. The top wow. is cinched off, but they can slide through this space that's probably about, you know, four inches when they jack it open with their heads. Mm -hmm. They get inside and then they are climbing somehow inside up into the garbage. And now the good news is the garbage isn't all over my yard. But when I open the top of the garbage and actually look at it, they've gone through it. It's wow. unbelievable. They're very smart. I think the next step is I heard spraying ammonia on the garbage, like dropping some ammonia on it really makes them unhappy. So that's my next step is where we put it in there and I'm going to take a little spray and mist it with ammonia okay. and see what the hell happens. You can also use um, hot pepper. Yeah, I've heard that before. I also heard in the past, um, there's a, uh, like it's a, uh, forget what it was i want to say it was like deer urine like you mm -hmm. can just spray you other could, stuff on it well actually so <laughs> you could go out and market I'm and not, it should keep them away i'm just letting you know i'm not going to go could. out in my front yard and piss in front of the neighborhood on my well garbage. you have two boys <laughs> i'm not asking them but, to do but, it either but i've heard that that works as well but i the hot pepper works because my mom had that issue and that's what she did. But, you know, consider if you get desperate, you may be having the solution within you. Well, I'm also wondering though, whether or not putting, see, we, we also have four cats, right? And they generate a fair amount of waste. Oh, just throw that in there. But we have been keeping that in a separate garbage bag because it tends to get heavy and messy. Mm -hmm. And we so we just keep it in a separate garbage bag outside because the raccoons never touch it. So we don't right. have to worry about it. But I'm wondering if whether throwing that in the bag on, on top, top yeah. will help. Either so that or just be on your trash. So anyway, you asked me how my day was. It started with me discovering that raccoons are really freaking smart and that annoys the heck out of me. They are um, smart. I then walked. I did my normal walk. And I will say, I, I was listening to a podcast, but I had the rather strange experience about a mile in. I walk a mile in, you know, it's a three-mile loop, so about a, almost halfway done. And I'm walking, and it's it's 6.45 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing, like, a guy and a woman, it sounds like screaming. And I couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and I couldn't tell if it was distress or just a fight or it's two people shouting across properties or someone's in a boat and they're shouting towards land because I'm right on the water where I walk. Mm -hmm. It was all very odd and disconcerting. And I imagined that perhaps in, this is how my mind works. I imagined that, well, maybe on the way back, some deranged spouse who has just killed the other is going right. to materialize in the road in front of me with a gun. And that would be interesting and terrifying. Um, but none of that happened. So it was actually very boring. I walked back and um, the only thing that happened was I came across another person walking. Did, but you didn't find the source of the scream? Never did. No, never did. Um, and it was, and it went on for like five minutes. It wasn't like it was one scream. It was like, oh, what happened? It was like, I was walking. It was like, what is going on? And I took my headphones out to listen and just couldn't figure out directly where it was coming from or what was happening. It was just noise. Hmm. Um, and that was pretty much it, Peggy. That was the highlight of the day because 
when I tell you I've been in wall-to-wall -wall video conferences all day, I've been in wall-to-wall -wall video conferences all day. So much so that when I got back from the walk, I didn't really have time to change, but I knew I was going to be on video conferences. So I took off the sweaty shirt I'd been in and just threw on a nice looking polo, but I'm a mess. That was my day. I'm sorry. Thank you. But but you have a, a new project with the raccoons though, because we're excited yes. to know. So we will yeah. follow we will follow the tales oh. of the raccoons. We will we will close the loop on this in upcoming episodes. There won't be anything more exciting than the tales of did Dave fend off the raccoons or not? Or did he finally break down and just pee on his trash? <laughs> this is this goes in the idea of pantless Fridays in terms of That's its right. attractiveness to me, Peggy. Well, you said you threw on a polo. I have no idea if you're wearing pants, but hey, be there comfortable. Wall-to-wall -wall video meetings. Do your thing. I will stand up to prove <laughs> that I am panted. All right, he has pants on. He has shorts on. We don't want people to never, you know, to if you're listening to this at dinner time or over a meal, we don't want them to, you know, have to run to the bathroom with the thought of what you're proposing. <laughs> All right. Well, two more days before your vacation starts. Yes. Are you excited? I am very. Now, do you have fireworks anywhere near you? Because all uh, of our fireworks, no, everything's been canceled. Yeah, they yeah. don't want people gathering. Yeah. No fireworks so this year. Morning. Oh, I will tell you what I did though. I finally what? broke down and bought myself an outdoor movie projector. Oh, good for you. So I'm super excited. And then I thought, well, we have a lot of mosquitoes. So then I bought a um, like a tent room, a pop-up tent that's yeah. that's netted. Yeah. So I can. The whole idea, the whole reason that I wanted this was I never got to go see Hamilton on Broadway or anywhere else, but so they're streaming it on, it on Disney+. Disney. Plus. Yeah. Yes, so that's my plan on the third. So I'm going to set up my outdoor projector, sit in my little screen house. We have the popcorn machine. Robbie said that he would come and watch it with me, and I'm going to project Hamilton. Excellent. Yes, yeah, so that's my excitement. I have one other piece of news for you, and I don't know if you saw this, but it was on CNN. It was on CNN's website today. Um, and this dovetails back to a topic that you and I have spent a lot of time on. There's a whole article about flying snakes. Flying snakes. Oh. Snakes that fly. Really? Well, do you know they, I was they, driving a few they years undulate ago? In the air, and they like their bodies kind of whip in a in kind of a almost not like a helicopter, but in ways that are kind of like that. And they can apparently freaking fly. Something. In the United, are they in the United States? I didn't. I think these were more like in jungle environments. Yeah. So don't go there. But I was driving to our farm a few years ago, and a snake fell out of a tree onto my onto my dashboard. Not my dashboard. My windshield. Scared yeah. the hell out of it. Made me pee my pants again. I'd sell the car. I would sell the yeah. car. Just, in that moment, it, I would sell the car. I'd take just, the. I would leave the keys in it and tell someone to take it. Yeah. It just I'd dropped right, boom, right from the tree, right onto my, it scared me to no end. Oh, yeah. No, that should. Yeah. That should. I hate snakes. I hate them. You should. Yes. <laughs> all right. On all that right. note. Yeah. All right. We'll catch Great you tomorrow. To you. Bye. We're stuck in our home.